Welcome to Journey Elgin of Elgin, Texas, where we are living life in Christ, impacting His kingdom. Our service times are Sundays at 8 a.m. and 1045 a.m. Today's message is Rooted. Here's Pastor Philip Thomas. Again, God's greatness and the love that He has for us. As we continue uh, to worship this morning, we take that moment to recognize that, that all that we have is already God's and just how much He has blessed us. And we take a moment to give back um, and to, to remember that He calls us to be good stewards of all that we have. So let's take a moment before uh, uh, taking this morning's offering. Let's go to Him in prayer. Dear God, we thank You for the opportunity we have to give back to You. We thank you for all that you have given us. All of our resources, our time, our talents, our relationships, our gifts. And Lord, I pray that you will teach us and encourage us to be good stewards with all that you have given us so that we can make a difference in your kingdom. Lord, I pray that you will be with everything that is received today and that it will be used to further your kingdom. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. All right. Well, uh, it's been about three weeks now, I think, uh, around since the hurricane hit the Carolinas. Um, and, you know, of course, that was a, a big deal and a lot of flooding. And, and we, of course, know that. We're actually in a, the slogan for Elgin is perfectly situated. And we are, like, perfectly situated where there's flooding and all kinds of things that happen all around us. And, uh, and so it kind of impacts you, but it kind of goes by you, too. It, so we really are perfectly situated, but we know exactly what that's like, right? I can remember it was Reese's birthday that we were celebrating when Hurricane Harvey hit last year. And, and, uh, and, and it was just uh, unbelievable, the devastation that happened over that. And, and so we know the power of these storms. We know uh, the devastation that they can bring. Well, uh, there was a, a certain insurance company. I'm not going to mention the name because I think it's a competitor. Um, the, but uh, but it, the, they had a really simple ad, and it was actually really cool, and it got me thinking. And it, it just had a picture of a huge oak tree. And, and it talked about this oak tree and, and how, you know, it was making the illustration that oak tree survived and, and uh, uh, South Carolina and North Carolina is going to survive. But I started doing some research on this oak tree and found out it's actually a very famous oak tree. It's called the Angel Oak Tree. It's, uh, it's out off the coast of South Carolina. It's technically part of Charleston, um, but it's on Jones Island, I believe. And, uh, and this is just a, a quick little video that's on their, their website of a family that was recording them going around. So let's just take a look at this tree. It's really, really pretty fascinating. Again, it's just a live oak tree. So, you know, I mean, obviously we know that there are, you know, trees, the sequoias and things like that in California that just get huge. Um, and, and I've seen some decent-sized oak, uh, oak trees. But there's something that's just kind of awe-inspiring about this one. Uh, some things that uh, were online, so I know that they are accurate, um, the, about this tree, that uh, it is supposed to be 66 feet tall. So, you know, for, for an oak tree, that's, that's pretty impressive. It's uh, the circumference uh, of the main uh, trunk is 28 feet, so, which is just in, incredible. Um, it's uh, the longest branch is 187 feet long. 
Um, you know, that's just one branch. Now, the, and this is interesting. You'll see different things. Um, a lot of people say it's 1,500 years old. Um, but scientists have come in, and, and they estimate it's probably closer to five to 600 years, which is really funny. Science narrows it down to possibly within a 100-year range. You know, it's like, okay, so if, you're, if you don't know the difference between that 100, so it could be 900. It could be. So, but we'll go with 500, okay? That's still pretty impressive, right? So, so that tree has been around for a long time. Now, here's the most amazing to me. The, uh, the square footage of shade that it produces is 17,000 square feet. That, I mean, that's just incredible. It's just a sprawling tree, right? And I, I don't know about you, but to me, nature, you know, kind of for, I think for most people, different things in nature hit them in different ways. But but they can really point you to God, right? It's kind of something common that we all have. It's nearly, uh, you know, that common creator within us, you know, that just draws us to that. And so whenever I look at that and saw that tree, it, it was just fascinating. But then you start really thinking about it. You know, as impressive as that tree is, um, you know, being 28 feet around, 66 feet tall, casting a shadow of 17,000 square feet, the really impressive part is what you don't see. It's the root system. What kind of a root system must it have for it to, one, be that big, two, still be living after at least 500 years? <laughs> and it just made it through a hurricane. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Think about, again, think about 500 years. Right? Tomorrow is Columbus Day, right? And in our world today, that's become a political statement, right? If I say it's Columbus Day. But it is, right? What was the, the, the 1492 is Columbus sells the ocean blue, right? That was about the time this tree was around. <laughs> I mean, think about that. So think about all the things that this tree has seen just in the changes in, in human structures going on around it. But no telling countless storms countless hurricanes, countless droughts, changes in weather, things that would normally take out a tree. But yet it's still around. How is that possible? Right? It's because it has a root system that is more impressive than what you see on the outside. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. It, that's, to me, that, that's a, a, there's an obvious analogy there between uh, that, the strength of a root system and, and what the, your security and your, able, your willingness and ability to withstand the storms of life, right? And, and so surely there's something in the Bible about that. Well, you know, it wasn't an original idea about, by me. Sure enough, the Bible uses the uh, illustration of roots and trees as well. And so we're going to look at that today. There's going to be two aspects to this. And as I just kind of did a quick understanding of the root system of an oak tree, um, I, this is definitely not scientific, but there's basically two parts to it. The first part is an oak tree has a major taproot. That's what starts off first, and it just goes straight down, right? It goes vertical. It goes deep. It's, it's a very large root, and, uh, and that, that provides a whole lot of strength in itself 
to that tree. And that, that's kind of where it starts. It starts with that taproot. But the taproot by itself isn't enough to keep a tree alive for 500 years or sure isn't enough to keep a tree from blowing away in a hurricane, right? There's also the roots that start spreading out and going uh, horizontally. And those start out, and they're actually not, not all of them are very deep. They say sometimes it's only 18 inches. Um, and then, of course, they're layered, but they just start sprawling out. And in some places where you have groups of oak trees together, sometimes they'll start intertwining with each other, and it nearly becomes one big organism. But in the, in the case of this one, it's probably just one. He's, he, he's moved everybody else out, right? You know? But uh, the, most oak trees, they estimate that there's three to four times the size underneath as it is on the top. So, so the root systems that are sprawling like that, if, so you, if you think about that, the, the shade it, it covers is 17,000 square feet. It could be up to three times that amount of square footage covered underneath the ground. You know, that's what gives it its strength. And it, I started thinking about that. There's, there's two aspects to that. There's the taproot, which is very important, but it also needs those roots that are spreading out. And so I want to look at that. What does the Bible talk about when it talks about kind of our root system or the, the, uh, the strength that we gain from being rooted in God? You know, what are some, some ways that it, it brings that out? And we're going to look at Jeremiah uh, 17, verses 5 through 8, and then Psalm chapter 1. And what I want to, to look at, these are going to be two aspects that the, our, our root system needs to supply for us. You know, if, if we want a strong root system in faith, there's, there's a couple of different aspects to it. And the first one is found in Jeremiah chapter 17, starting in verse 5. It says, this is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who depends on flesh for his strength, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. He will be like a bush in the wastelands, He will not see prosperity when it comes. He will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the man whose trust in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Pretty cool analogy there. And I, to me, I kind of see this as our taproot. And this is very simple. It's a trust and a confidence in God. If we want to start developing a strong root system, it starts with a trust in God. Now, that's, that's more than just a simple belief. That's part of it. Believing in God, believing in what he has done through Christ That's part of it. But there's a difference between just believing something and trusting, right? You know, I can believe that I am married to my wife, but do I trust that that she's going to be the wife that makes a successful and a strong marriage? Do I trust her in that, right? There's a difference there. Now, one leads to the other. But uh, I think of that, I think of being that trust, and do we really have that trust in God, or do we just believe in Him? Right? 
And, uh, and I, I love the, the analogy here because it says, cursed is the man who trusts in the strength of human things, <laughs> right? So if you're relying on human things, you're, that's, that's going to be a problem. If you're putting confidence in the flesh, right? We see that in, in uh, the New Testament. But uh, I, I love this kind of analogy that he's doing. And, and, you know, that can be confidence in ourself, like if we rely on ourself, right? But it can also be relying on human structures and human institutions, including the church, right? Sometimes do we put all of our trust in the church, and we think that's putting our trust in God, but guess what? The church will let you down. Why? Because it's made up of people. And as people, we are going to let each other down. That's just going to happen, right? Because we're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. And we're going to strive to do better, and we need to. But if we're putting all, it's kind of like putting all of your eggs in one basket. Like if all of our trust in God is actually based on what's going on at the church or what's going on with our relationship with another person, you know, our relationship with, with a uh, high-profile pastor or something like that, well, guess what happens when that church messes up or that person messes up? Then our trust starts to wane. We need to make sure our trust is actually in God. And, I, and it, it talks about the one who trusts in the flesh for strength, the one who trusts in man, is like a bush in the wastelands. And uh, it's always kind of disconcerting whenever you read something like that and you immediately think of, oh, my hometown. And uh, because it's out in West Texas. And I know exactly the picture of this, right? A flat area and it's windy 364 days out of the year. And, uh, and there's those times all of a sudden these, you know, um, brush just starts going across the plains. And it's so weird because you see it and you're like, where does that stay the rest of the year? It's like, it, does it just appear a dead bush and then start rolling? I, I don't know. And the answer is, no, it's actually at some point, it was a green bush. But you know what? It had absolutely no root system. You can tell if you go, because you have to go and clear them out and stuff like that. I've done that. They're very prickly, by the way. And, uh, and, and you can look at where the root is supposed to be, and there's nothing there. What it does is it grows in these desert places. It has to be really, it, it just grows for a short time. It sucks up the water while it can. Well, and it's not going to last for very long. And then it dries up and it starts, you know, tumbling down the road. Right? And, uh, and isn't it interesting how the Jeremiah said, that's like, that's you if you're trusting in people. If you're trusting in your own strength. You may kind of find a footing for a little bit. But guess what? The wind's going to start blowing and you're going to get knocked up against a barbed wire fence. And it's not going to be pleasant. Right? And so he gives the complete opposite picture of someone who actually puts their trust in God. Putting your trust in God is like a tree firmly planted by the streams whose roots are being fed by the streams. Right? And it, con- it continues, it says, he will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots to the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. All right? Now, this is so important for us, and I think that, that we have, and I, I talk about this a lot, 
but we have messed this up throughout the, the years. We kind of like the thought, if, hey, if I get my roots strong, then everything's always going to be okay, right? That things aren't going to happen. The storms aren't going to come. No, no, that's not what it says. The same heat and drought that it messed with the bushes and caused them to blow away, the tree goes through as well. But he doesn't worry whenever the heat comes. He doesn't worry when the drought is there because he knows that his root system is strong enough to withstand it. Now, it may get bad for a while, right? If you look at oak trees and whenever it's times in drought, they don't always look really good, but they're still alive. And guess what? As soon as it starts raining, they're going to come right back again. Guess what? That is called life. That's what life is. The winds are going to come. And the question is, if you put your trust in man, if you put your trust in political systems, if you put your trust in economic systems, eventually the wind's going to blow hard, hard enough where you're going to become a tumbleweed. Our trust has to be put in God, the one who created us, who created us to have this root system that is based on trust in him. I, I see that as kind of our taproot, right? That it starts with a full trust and a confidence in God. But it moves beyond that. I want us to look in Psalm chapter 1. Because the taproot is important, just like for that oak tree. But it also, it has to have those roots that start going out and inter- interacting uh, with the world around it, right? And this is where we see in Psalm 3. I mean, excuse me, Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. All right, now this is a little bit different. This isn't talking about a root system based in trusting God. It's talking about a root system that's based in actually following God's desires for your life, actually following God's law. And man, we don't like that word anymore, right? And I understand it. We hear, ooh, God's law. What are you talking about? Who's going to tell me what to do? No, God's law was simply him saying, here's the best way for you to live. And here are the parameters. And here's how I created you to live. And so if we want to really have a strong root system, it's not only that we trust in God, we need to start living that out. And that's the one that a lot of times we don't like. We'd rather just trust God and just say, God, you take care of it, and I'll just kind of live the way that I want to. No, to really have a strong root system, we need to be striving to live our life for him, right? To, to not live as the sinners do, right? That's what it's saying there in Psalm 1. It says, blessed is he who does not sit at the seat of mockers, who does not live as the sinners, right? But who meditates on God's law day and night and lives it out, right? That is an important aspect to having this root system. And, and I want us to kind of 
look at, there's a couple of different things that a lot of times happen. Many times we focus on the trust, right? We're like, okay, I trust God, I believe in God, and we don't really take time to think about, okay, how is that actually looking in my life? Well, what, that, what happens then is that's where you hear people all the time say, oh, I can't go to church or I can't be around those Christians because they're just a bunch of hypocrites, right? Right? And, and of course, they, you, know, you can always say, well, so are you, you know I mean? Because that's all of us, right? We all are going to be a little bit hypocritical, right? That's impossible not to be. But there is something in saying that you trust God, and if you kind of voice that, and, but then you don't live it out, people are going to pick up on that. And you will not have an impact in the kingdom of God. Because that's a weak root system, right? It may have a strong belief, but you're not making an impact. And guess what? Eventually, if you do that, the, the storms of life are going to blow you over because you can only pretend to trust for so long if it's not actually becoming part of who you are. One thing, though, that I see and that, that I've experienced in my life is sometimes, though, we can, we can focus on living the right life or appearing to, right? We can go and we can be part of church we can get involved in the social aspect of church. Uh, we can, you know, appear on the outside, especially, you know, growing up in a, uh, you know, a conservative area. Everyone knew about God. Everyone knew the right things to say about God, right? And it became kind of easy. And in fact, you were kind of expected to do that, right? If you wanted to be a successful businessman in a small West Texas town, you probably need to have a connection with a church, Right? And, and so people knew the language. They could, they could act the, the right way. They could say the right things. But yet, there wasn't necessarily a strong trust. Right? Well, there's a root system there. right? But when the storms really come and you don't truly trust God, you're just kind of going through the motions of acting out what you think you're, the way that you're supposed to live. Man, that storm is just going to take you right away. And we see this. We see this with people who have been going to church for years and years and years, and then tragedy comes into their life, and difficulty comes, and injustice comes in their life, and they quickly can start saying, God, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You know, and, and we see people walk away from the church. We see people walk away from faith. And it's because their root system wasn't fully developed. They weren't working on it the way that God desires for us to. It has to start with trusting who God is, trusting him with your life, trusting that his way is best, even though it doesn't always make sense to us. And even though it goes against many times the, the prevailing thoughts in the world around us, trusting that he has what is best for us in mind, trusting that, and then actually living out what he designed, the way that he created us to live, following his laws for us. We're going to be talking about this a little bit more in the days to come or in the weeks to come, talking about developing this root system. But I want to encourage you to know that God created you to be able to withstand the strongest storms. Right? He created that tree 
to be able to withstand the storms. And guess what it does? He created you to be able to do that. But you have to take part in cultivating that root system. God desires for you to be able to withstand the storms of life. But you know what? You can't just sit back and say, God, deliver me from the storm. You have to take an active role in it. And it's something that you need to be working on before the storm hits, too. We're going to close by just taking a, a couple of minutes. We have just a, a video of, uh, of the tree, and uh, it has just some music to it. And uh, I just want us to kind of do this in an attitude of prayer. Um, you don't have to close your eyes. You can watch the video. But I want us to be thinking about something. I want you to be thinking about your root system. Where is your root system right now? Are you trusting God? Is your life, are you living that life according to the the ways that you know God wants you to? Think about what is it that God desires for you so that you can experience a stronger root system, so that you can be prepared for the storms of life. Just be honest with God. Allow him to speak to you. And let's just spend a couple of moments watching this video and reflecting on our root system in God. You know, God didn't create us to be tumbleweeds. (laughs) He created us to be more like the oak. But we have to take a part in establishing that root system, in trusting God and in living out his desires for us each and every day. Let's close in a word of prayer. Dear God, we thank you so much. We thank you that you are the source of our strength, that you are the source of our root system. Lord, I pray that we will work on and desire to put all of our trust in you and that we will seek to live our lives for you each and every day. Lord, we ask that you will strengthen our roots in you so that we can withstand the storms of life. Lord, we love you. We thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Thank you for listening to Journey Elgin. Come check us out. We're located at 1221 North Avenue C, Elgin, Texas, 78621. You can contact us at www.journeyelgin.org or call us at 512-661-8411. That's 512-661-8411. 8441. We hope to see you soon and may God bless you.